if you're listening to the show on the day of release, which would be December 27th, you might notice that this is one of probably two or three times that we posted an episode at 2 p.m. instead of 2 a.m. The reason we're doing that is we've decided we just want to create like systems or whatever so that we know what we're doing. And so you know what we're doing. Right. So we're going to have holiday hours and those are going to be the shows where we want to talk about, like we we want to talk on December 26th about Christmas Day on the 25th, but we can't really record it because we're with friends and family and stuff. Yeah. So we either have two choices. We either don't do totally current content and we pre-record or we just push from 2 a.m. until a release date of 2 p.m. So we decided we wanted to um, push episodes till 2 p.m., not every day, but on certain days, if you wake up and there's not an episode, it'll be coming at 2 p.m. Yeah, especially around holidays. So we'll probably do it again on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. I would guess those will be 2 p.m. shows. Um, Christmas, obviously, Thanksgiving, um, and then maybe like 4th of July. I don't know. We'll play play it by year. But uh, yeah, so for those of you who have been astute enough to notice that the shows aren't coming out in the morning. It's only because we're doing holiday hours. We're being, yeah, family involved in holidays. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I'm grateful for the technology of washers and dryers. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my new phone. If you are new to the show, like maybe you got a gratitude journal or something for Christmas or somebody over holiday break told you about this show, the reason that we start every episode with gratitude and the reason that those things seem sometimes kind of random is because that's kind of what changed our lives noticing the tiny little things that we should appreciate, but probably just take for granted nine times out of 10. We also got some feedback um, last year, well, in 2019, about not really feedback, but questions and um, people saying, I get stuck on gratitude sometimes. So we do it every day to show you that it doesn't have to be that thought out or complicated or significant. It can be something like a washer and dryer, like you wouldn't normally notice. You know what I mean? Right. And that is what um, I find for me. Gratitude is most fulfilling when it's the simple stuff that we focus on, Mm -hmm. like I get the most out of it because it's easy to be grateful for, you know, cousin Stephanie's cancer screens coming back and showing that the, the no signs of cancer, like that's something, yes, of course you're grateful for that. And that's worth a week of gratitude, a month of gratitude. But on the days when everything is just okay and everything's great, that's when you can look around and go, huh, 
I'm actually really grateful for this working washer and dryer that I don't have to schlep my stuff to a laundromat, that I don't have to hang it out on a clothesline, that I don't have to go down to a river and rub it against a rock or whatever so they it, did back in the 1700s. So it kind of becomes this thing of like actually noticing what you have that maybe you would have overlooked. And that's when I, I kind of hate that phrase when what you have becomes enough, but it makes you realize that everything, even the basic stuff that normally you would overlook is actually pretty great. And it, that's what changes your mindset. So, um, that's why we do that every day just to be a source. If you don't care, then you don't have to listen to it. But, uh, for a lot of people saying that they don't know what to be grateful for, or they're trying really hard, but they're like falling short in their brain. That's why we do that. And there's never not a day. The only wrong answer when it comes to gratitude is saying, I don't have anything to be grateful for because you always, if you're holding a pen that's allowing you to write something in your gratitude journal, that is something to be grateful for. If you're hearing this show, you have to be listening to it on a device. That is something to be grateful for. So, yeah. So as, uh, and we'll talk a lot about gratitude over the next couple of weeks as because we have a lot of gratitude journals out in circulation and a lot of people now listening to the show, learning about it. So if you have, have already started this practice, um, you know, thank you for, for, uh, uh, taking our advice. And if you're new to it, we'll be explaining it to you. So that's, that's gratitude. We said last week when we were in Syracuse that we got a text from my parents, they were taking care of the dogs and they came to let the dogs out. And my mom said, I just want to give you a heads up that a tree fell in your yard. And it wasn't a huge tree, but it was what I'll call a problem tree. I didn't know. I can't look at a tree and tell that it's dead. I have no idea. Jeff says it was dead. Our landlord, because we're renting the house that we live in, uh, was got a notice from the city that said, this thing is in bad shape. You got to remove it. It's too close to the power line. So it was on his to-do list of things to get rid of. Like he had the, to get rid of that tree. In the part of, part of Atlanta that we live in, all of the power lines are above ground. So whenever there's a big windy storm, somebody's power goes or, out. Or maybe a light breeze. Or a light <laughs> breeze, yeah, depending. So somebody's power goes out. So I guess the city does a pretty good job of, of pointing out trees that potentially could hit those lines and they'll get you. Yeah. They'll our, find you for it. And ours was one of them. So it was on the landlord's radar to take it down, but I guess the wind did it and the wind did it in a direction that didn't put it into the power lines. So that was good. Knock on wood, right? Yeah. Knock um, on wood. <laughs> and that uh, <laughs> gave me way too much joy. But the tree, somebody, cut it in a way so that we could get well, in and out of our driveway. Right. Callie's parents actually could get in and out of the driveway because we were out of town at the time. And we were wondering it, if it was the next door neighbor that we've had the weird dog beef with, but we don't know. Cause there's really no, we don't know anyone else. Okay. So one of our neighbors, the house is vacant. Nobody lives there. It's just there. Our other neighbors, don't like our dogs and really don't care for us that much. And then we don't but, know any but, of our other neighbors. But And the reason that I'm leaning toward it being them is because they really do like their lawn 
And they're always they love their lawn. They blow they blow the leaves every other day. They've they trim, they fertilize, they're they're yard people. So they would have a chainsaw that could cut a tree. And our assumption is if it fell and there were even there was even a foot of that tree in there because we have a median in between our driveways of grass. And I don't even know who owns that. Like if it's on our property or their property or whatever, but I could see them thinking that they don't want that on their space, but it was very nice if that was them to cut the tree to out of, to clear it out of our driveway. Um, Cause I wouldn't want my parents dealing with that while well, we're gone. And they would have to park on the street and walk up the driveway and it was pouring rain the whole time we were gone. So we appreciate whoever did it that somebody did point out and somebody sent me a message on Instagram and said, yes, it might have been your neighbors. Um, it also could have been, he works on, a, or her husband works on like a line crew or whatever that go out during storms. Mm -hmm. And if they see a tree that's lying partially in the road or blocking somebody's driveway, they will cut it, pull clear over it. real quick because it takes them 30 seconds, seconds to do yeah. it. They've got chainsaws that have like diesel engines on them or whatever. And they're like, zink, zink, whoop, and they move it and they just do it. It's like a customer service. Because thing. our, which may have actually been what happened. It wasn't our landlord. Cause we talked to him and, um, he's, I'm sure very excited that he didn't have to pay someone to cut that tree down. Cause it's well, very he did expensive. Have to, he did have to come cut, cut it down and clear it. Like it's gone now. Right. So he did have to deal with it a but, little bit. Our neighbors have me have my cell phone number and they have Jeff's cell phone number. So We're I I still just think if it was them that they would have texted and said, Hey, we just wanted to let you know you had a tree fall like across your driveway. You brought this up last time. I think there is they would not send that text message. I what? just think it's weird that you it's, would yeah. It's obvious that the tree fell. It's not there anymore. Like you don't have to text somebody. That's like if, yeah. I'm not saying for, but if, I don't know, I would text that's, the homeowner. That's the equivalent of like, if, if I moved your car to get my car out of the driveway, I wouldn't text you to say, hey, I moved your car. But like we're it, married. It's obvious that I moved your car. But it's not obvious who. Who else would do it? Oh, but yeah, unless they want to take credit for it. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, don't know. Anyway, don't so think. we don't know. We're not really sure. Lots of questions, no answers. Story of our life, I feel. I want to ask you, Callie, why the change of tune introducing me at my upcoming stand-up comedy shows? I, there are a lot of things I do with this show that are way out of my comfort zone. Now, the actual recording of the show is something that last year would have been a giant hell no from me, but now I'm getting used to it and it's becoming more comfortable to me. And I'm kind of coming into my own skin with that part of it. There's a lot that we do with the show that's not recording that takes a lot out of me because it's not natural for me. And it's not, you know how uh, you're an intro introvert. Yes. And when you do extroverty things, it just takes a lot of battery. So you would be so stressed out leading up to walking out on stage and introducing that you wouldn't be able to enjoy the rest of the night. Is that what you're I saying? I wouldn't be able to enjoy the rest of the weekend. 
Really? And I would rather save that energy for the upsiders that we're going to meet there. Because we know, I mean, Jeff shows at this point, you know, we talk to upsiders every single day on here and on. So we, it's like friends and seeing friends and family. You know what I mean? It's not like we're going to be at the show. We're not going to see any friends. We're not going to see anyone we know. And then we're going to go home. Like those, that's going to be a social weekend for us. So right. I would rather spend my energy being social with upsiders and, and friends and family and people that we know than standing on a stage and doing something I don't want to do. I just don't want to. What if, what if you came out with me? And stood there and no, you would have a microphone also. And then we would go out and we would thank everybody for coming together. And then like at the show in Marietta, Chrissy's going to perform. So then you could just welcome your friend Chrissy. Yeah. I just don't right now. I'm not feeling it. I mean, I'm literally, my heart is racing. What if we got matching track suits? Can you stop with the track suits? What if you and I were wearing matching no. track suits and no. we walk out on stage? People would go crazy. Jeff doesn't understand this because Jeff thrives off of being on a stage. You give Jeff Dollar a stage and a microphone and he will entertain people and make people laugh and he loves to do it. I just really hate it. So I also thrive in a track suit, I've realized. You've got a Jeff got a free tracksuit off of Zappos and he has been torturing me with it. And I don't know if he actually likes it or if he's just getting joy out of torturing me wearing it because I hate it. I think he looks like a, like a New York mobster and I just don't, it's just not you. You're too young for that. I'm too young to be married to a guy wearing a full track. It's just not. The no. comfort and the convenience. You're not 75. And the style. Like, how do you know you're not going to be walking the mall and all of a sudden a basketball game breaks out and you got to be prepared? You don't know how to play basketball. I, what do you mean I don't know how to play basketball? You don't play basketball. I don't play it well, but I know how to play. Anyways, I think we need to retire the tracks. I'm. I would not be shocked if the track if the tracksuit just disappeared. But I don't know. This is why I don't let her do my laundry. But I don't know. And he doesn't let me do his laundry, by the way, because he says I don't do it right. And he won't teach me how because he says I'll never get it right, which whatever. Um, but I don't like the tracksuit. I don't like mm-hmm. it. I think it looks a little sloppy. It looks a little old. When you hit age 75 plus, you may wear whatever you like. But until then, I would like to be married to someone that does not look like they're 80 years old. All right, fine. We won't wear matching tracksuits to the comedy show. We gave away our first Brown and Company gift card over the holidays, and we're going to keep on giving them. And it's not really a gift card. It's a credit. So you can go in and get whatever you want. They're going to be $500. Same thing. You get 500, 500 bucks to spend on jewelry for you or for a gift. Brown and Company stepped way up and said, uh, we want uh, you to 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 give something back to your listeners who do so many great things for the community and who did so much great stuff over the holidays and are so dedicated to, to the upside mission, hook them up. And we're like, all right. I love that this wasn't even a pitch. No, they, we were they wa- literally came to me. We were walking around. I was picking up a necklace that they were working on for me. And they're like, Hey, uh, what if you gave your listeners a $500 credit every week of January? And we're like, cool. Yeah. Free stuff. So, I'm into it. 
So we've got five of them to give away. This is going to be number two. Uh, and this is also going to kick off something brand new that we're starting in 2020 with this show. Would we're you start- like to use a sound effect here? We're starting it right now on the show. From this point forward. You I feel can- like you should say henceforth. Henceforth. <laughs> You will text this show using 800-434-5454. So uh, there's, that's the only number that you need to know to get in touch with us. 800-434-5454. And the keyword that you're going to text is sparkle. So text sparkle to 800-434-5454 and we'll pick a winner on New Year's Day. The first, if you entered before, this is a separate entry. Yeah, you got to enter again. So you got to enter again. So we're starting over every week. You'll enter, we'll give you a new word and that number. Save it in your phone, 800-434-5454 because you'll be texting us. That's the number you use to call and leave a message on the show. You can do all the things with that number. So and you can save it. And you can only enter once per number. Mm-hmm. So... Put it in your phone, 800-434-5454. Call us anytime about something that we're talking about on the show, about something you want us to talk about on the show. Call us anytime and then use that number exclusively to text us. Again, the $500 at Brown and Company is with the word sparkle right now, and we will draw the winner on New Year's Day. Uh, And then, like Callie said, we'll have three more of these certificates to give away uh, in the month I'm very of January. Excited about this. Yeah. Thank you so much to Brown and Company uh, Jewelers. We appreciate you guys being a partner of the show. We also appreciate our sponsors to the show, Brooklyn Betting on board this week. You know that when it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Betting owns it. American made in Phoenix, Arizona. If you're wondering why they're called Brooklyn Betting when they're based in Arizona, it's because they're named after, the company's actually named after the owner's second child. And because they're a family owned company, they want to make sure that you love them. They take your sleep experience personally. Every mattress has a 120 night free trial and a 10 year warranty. They are the ones who pioneered bed in a box delivery. They shipped their first mattress online in 2008. Every mattress they sell to this day is handcrafted on demand just for you and delivered directly to your door. You get 25% off their entire website at brooklynbedding.com by using the promo code upside 25. That's 25% off the whole website using the promo code upside25 at brooklynbetting.com. If you've logged on and checked your bank account lately and you see fees, let me tell you, you're doing your banking wrong. I switched to a credit union over 15 years ago now, I think, and I have never looked back. Georgia's own is a cooperative. What does that mean? It means it is owned by members like you. So you get better rates, fewer fees, and the assurance of knowing that you and your goals are what matter most. Let's be honest and get to the bottom line. You have great customer service from people that actually care. So whether you need a low rate credit card that earns points, a money market account that pays a higher yield, or an experienced mortgage professional who can walk you through the mortgage process, Georgia's Own can help you achieve your financial dreams. Go ahead and join more than 180,000 of your friends and neighbors by 
by making the switch to Georgia's Own today. To learn more or apply, visit georgiazone.org, Georgia's Own Credit Union, banking on purpose. Georgia's Own is a federally insured by the NCUA. Georgia's Own is an equal housing lender. Callie, you'd be very proud of me because uh, I think it was Christmas Eve. I was at the grocery store and ran into a friend of mine from many years ago who was like a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, from like 10 or 15 years ago, said hi to her. She was there grocery shopping with her mom. We were getting caught up. And she said, what are you doing these days? And I made a joke, a stupid joke. Like I was like, I'm living the dream or something. I don't know why. You but, say you say that a lot. That's one I, of your go-to stock dad phrases that Living the dream. I don't know why. It's stupid. <laughs> I hate myself when I say it, but I say it uh, I think I was just buying time because I, I for the first time proudly said I am hosting a podcast and it's doing really well. Yay! Yes. Good job. And it's so weird like you call it's, it's been in my head ever since you called me on it when I say that I'm unemployed. Drives me nuts. Like, I think I was making a, a reference to um, going back and forth to New York, like to, to see my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, well, you know, luckily or something, uh, I'm unemployed so I can just keep an eye on plane fares and go whenever it's, Callie's like, you're not unemployed, you are self-employed. And I'm like, oh yeah. So I think I'm starting, it's just, I love it. I love this show. I love the Upside community. I love the business model that we are building from the ground up. I Mm -hmm. love the fact that this this might be how we make a living forever. Forever would be great. (laughs) I I love everything about this. I've just never in my life not relied on somebody else for a paycheck or employment. Yeah. Like I've never, so it's odd for me to brag. I feel like I'm bragging about having a business. Well, and we're at the point, we're still, I feel like podcasts have not even, well, I know podcasts have not even come close to peaking. So podcasts are still one of those things that depending on who you're talking to, I would say most people, when we say, I have a show. There are probably more than 60 or 70% of the of people that would react to that sentence with, oh, well, that's cute. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh so you mean the radio thing didn't work out and you're settling. Like, it's not a settling thing, but a lot of people still just don't know a lot about podcasting. So that's the part that I feel awkward about and why I don't feel confident about it because- People that don't get it are going to be like, oh, that's cute. The podcast didn't work out and she's still working at CNN. Like, how desperate are you guys? But that's not what this is. This is. And this is so much more than just I mean, a podcast. What, like our goal, if you've listened to every episode of the show, you've heard us represent re, um, reference this before. <laughs> our goal is, is, is not to just have a podcast and come on here and tell stories every day. Our goal is to create a community of people who truly want to help other people learn the valuable lessons of gratitude and kindness and and all that. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of feeling our way through it, but 
as we're investing money into it, we're investing time into it. I have passed on radio opportunities and looking at radio opportunities mm -hmm. in order to pursue this because I really feel like this community is going to make a positive impact on the world. And I would love to make a living, even if it's not as good of a living as I've made in the past, I would still like to. The It's so much more the, fulfilling. It's for more. You. Yes. I don't have to get paid just in money. I mean, I need money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like we got to have money, but it just is more fulfilling, but it's bigger than the podcast. So yeah. So that was a big step for me. So I'm very proud of me. I'm very proud of you too. Yeah. I do feel like it's worth talking about at some point and we can either add this to the show list for later. Or we can talk about it now, but about leaving something comfortable routine and kind of what the world expects you to do, leaving a comfortable nest to do something else, but feeling way more fulfilled and what that feels like. Cause I think a lot of people would say, well, you're essentially doing the same thing because people, you know, but you're making less money. So why would you do that? Right. And the thing is, I, I think that goes into a bigger discussion of people, and I'm not putting us in this category by any means, but I think there are people who feel that drive long before they feel the value of fulfillment. Like their priorities are different from day one. What do you mean? Um, people who are called to, to occupations like nurses, right? Or teachers in many cases, or people who take um, jobs where there is going to be a ceiling on how much money they can make, mm -hmm. but the job carries such tremendous responsibility and offers such complete caring. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Like, I think on some level, funeral directors, like every single day you're dealing with sadness and you're dealing, you know what I mean? And you're mm -hmm. dealing with grief and you're not going to become a bajillionaire doing it, but it might be a calling that you can handle that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I do. That's not totally where I was going with that. Oh. Where I was going with it more is that you can be, you can like your job. You can be making really good money. But you can, on the underlying, like under the surface, feel really not fulfilled. Got it. Which I think was true for you. The um, that this kind of might lead into something that I just learned about today called a terror barrier. Have you heard this phrase before? I haven't. A, a terror barrier is a self-preservation thing that happens in your subconscious that prevents a person from taking a logical next step because that is the step that will lead them into success or failure. Mm -hmm. And by taking that step, they're exposing themselves to failure. So they create reasons not to take it. You've known a couple people like that in your lifetime where you're like, I don't understand it. You have all the ingredients. Why are you not taking 
that step. The door is open. Yes. You can walk through that door right now. Yes. And they choose to step back from the door. Correct. That's exactly what it is. It's because rather than take the risk of, so you've gotten in the plane, you've got the parachute on your back. You know what I mean? You've got the GoPro on your head and, and, the, and you're at whatever the altitude is. Now you're about to leap out. You're like, you know what? Even though I've gone through all this trouble, I'm not going to jump out right now because what if the parachute doesn't open? Mm -hmm. And so you never get to experience that elation, that euphoria. I think the mistake that we make, though, in our own minds is most of the time we're not making decisions that are life or death when we're talking about walking through those doors. So when you're talking about jumping out of an airplane, that is potentially a life or death situation. When you're walking, when you're thinking about walking through a door and it's open to you and you are, it's, there's a terror barrier mm -hmm. from keeping you from, from going there. Um, the worst that could happen, the worst failure on the other side of that door is probably I'm not saying this is an absolute, not going to cost you your life. No, but it could cost you your, yeah, I, I would, the, the parachute thing was just an analogy. No, I know, but that's but what like, I, I was the, using that as a reminder to say it's a big deal in your head and it might be a big deal to you, but failure is always a jumping off point for something else. So what if you fail? So well, what? I think that's easy to say unless you have a spouse and you have kids and you have somebody else's money. You know what I'm saying? So I think I, the terror barrier is not, I, th I think it's too different things. I think you're talking about being scared to take the, the leap. Like this is, this is the crew. You are at the fork in the road and you don't know what's at the end, but you know, if you stay on the lower trail that you'll be fine. It's safer. It's the job you've always had. Mm -hmm. It's the whatever. If you take the upper trail, the reward is tremendously great. Mm -hmm. And the risk is tremendously high, but it leads back to that, that phrase, you know, everything that you want and need out of life sits on the other side of fear. Like you have to overcome that, that barrier. And usually it's worth it because even if you don't find success in that particular thing, I mean, I think you did that when you left the bird show. You know I, what I mean? Like you were right, like, this I, is going to be, and I don't think it was like, I, I don't know that I would call that your show, your last show a failure, but it definitely didn't go according to plan. And that's a launch pad for something else. It was right. So if you can, maybe one of the ways to overcome the terror barrier, it's hard for me to say the it's terror really barrier. Yeah. One of the ways to overcome that is to remember that even if you take that riskier, higher road, that more dangerous path, if you can somehow convince yourself that even if the worst possible thing happens, happens, that could happen, happens, then you are going to extract lessons and experiences and things that you can then take with you to your next journey. It goes back to the thing that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about every single thing. It's not going, climbing a mountain, then going down. It's literally a part of the step. It is the next step. So right. it's not a fall. It's a step. Right. There are lessons. 
there are, it gets you to the next place that you're meant to go. And so you just have to get past that paralyzing, agonizing worry that if this doesn't go to plan, not only am I going to be humiliated, not only is it an ego blow, because I think that has to be acknowledged. Like mm-hmm. It's not just a financial thing, but I might take a step back in my career. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to give my kids the Christmas that they deserve. I might not be able to go on as many vacations with my partner is I want to go on whatever it is I might not be able to get that new car mm-hmm. you know whatever like yeah you just have to you have to weigh it out but I think you have to give value to what you earn even if you fail give value to what you will earn even if you fail yes I think that should be an insta quote <laughs> it probably should be an insta quote yeah I'm going to say it again so I don't forget it. Give value to what you will earn even when you fail. Because maybe that'll make the decision-making process easier. Yep. Right? Right. Okay. I have changed my tune about resolutions. And I changed it today. In the car. In the Starbucks line. And I was thinking, I am notoriously, and if you follow me on Instagram for a while, we've had this conversation before. I am notoriously against resolutions. I didn't know you were notoriously against them. I actually didn't know you were against them at all. I- well, because I think you're setting yourself up for failure. That's what my attitude has always been. So I'm like, intentions or whatever. Usually I do intentions. But I just had this thing in my head of resolutions Resolutions are dumb because I'll never follow through with them. And I've always kind of had that. But but now you're changing your tune and you're into resolutions. I'm into resolutions. Here's why. All right. Well, save, save the years. Well, no, give me the, (laughs) are we about to be very radio right now? No. Oh, I thought you were going to say, save it. And let's take a commercial break. No, 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 no. I was going to say, um, save it because I think we're going to do a whole episode all on resolutions. Oh, okay. And so I want to hear the why. Mm Mm-hmm. But do, let's not dive really deep into it because I've read some stuff like about resolutions and and we've talked about our October Lucians and all mm-hmm. and and so we like we have we might have an entire episode on that. Oh, okay. But you can share your why. My why is I have decided that without goals, what's the point? So if even if the goal is completing your resolution. Like that counts as a, what do you mean? I mean, if I say next year, I want to get in shape and people are like, oh, that's stupid because it'll never happen. I think that's the wrong attitude to have. I think if, if you don't set goals and I, I can't imagine starting a new year, not having anything to strive for. But a resolution and a goal, I think are two different things. No, I don't think so. A resolution is next year, I'm going to get into shape. A goal is putting a metric to that. A resolution is next year I'm going to eat healthier and work out. A goal is next year I'm going to lose five pounds every month. Does That's make sense? the same in my head. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, resolutions won't work unless there is a metric. But I don't think I, yeah, we'll debate this later. My whole point is I don't think they have to work, but I think the act of setting a goal gives you something to wake up for every day. Got it. All right. Well, we're going to be do, continued to be continued when we do our resolution. After this commercial break. Episodes. Uh, 
next week on the show. Um, we do have a quick mention of one of our sponsors, Audible. Right now, three months of Audible are available to you for just $6.95 a month by going to audible.com slash the upside or texting the upside, all is one word, to 500-500. You can choose three titles every month, one audiobook, two exclusive Audible originals, and they will be delivered right to the device where you want to hear them. And here's what's cool is they have uh, a little guarantee thing. If you don't like what you got delivered to you, you can swap it out for something else. So it will uh, guarantee you that whatever book you're listening to, whatever Audible original you've selected, that you do enjoy it. Uh, it's not a streaming service. It's not a rental service. You own the product that is delivered to you. So once again, $6.95 a month for three months. Make that one of your resolutions or goals to read more books or listen to them using Audible. Audible.com slash the upside or text the upside to 500-500. I feel a purge coming on. Oh, yes. Me too. Like, I feel like we should go through every drawer in our house. Yes. Amen. We yes. used to do this. We owned a lake house uh, that we sold this year, and but it was in South Carolina. And at the start of the lake season, we would always purge the whole, like, we would go through and literally every single room in the house and get rid of stuff we didn't need or whatever. And I think we should do that before the end of this decade. Yes. I think not only should we do it, uh, cause you've got all of next week off of work, mm -hmm. but I think we should almost er make a list and assign a different room, like, or two rooms for every day of the week and go through every cabinet, every drawer mm -hmm. and not, if we haven't, I think if we have, because we've lived here since February, so right. almost a year. If we haven't touched it since we've lived here, I think it goes. Unless it's in storage or? Unless it's something that would not have, you know what I mean? Then we could, but then I think it gets boxed up and put in a box and we write on what's on the it's box. It's labeled and, and then it's like. Yes, please. Okay. Amen. I would like to do that so badly. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. The first room that we have to do the purge on is our guest bedroom. When did that room become? Oh my gosh, it's awful. The dumping ground. It is the dumping ground. It was like for the first six months we lived here, it was such a quaint little guest room. And we've only had one or two guests since, yeah. since we moved in. But it was like it, anybody at any time could have used the room. Like there was nothing on the bed. We even put like a blanket on the end of the bed where the dog would sleep. So now we need a 48 hour notice so we can clean it if anyone's coming to stay. Yeah. And we would need like those miners helmets to go in with flashlights on top of them and stuff and excavation equipment because it's become the dumping ground. Very unhappy about that. Can we purge that room first? Yes. Can we start right now? Yes. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Amanda. Um, I just wanted to call Kelly. I loved your analogy about um, a deflating balloon in the days after Christmas. I think that's so accurate. Um, there is so much excitement and buildup um, to the day with all the decorations and the baking and the trees and everything. And then it's so like, ugh. Um, but I say, leave up your decorations as long as you like. 
Um, my birthday is um, in that first week of January, and I kind of use that as my date of how long to leave things up. Um, so I say leave it up into January. Leave it up as, as long as you like and as long as it makes you happy. Thanks, guys. Love what y'all do. Bye. Up until I ordered my first Lola box, I hadn't really given a whole lot of thought as to what's in our feminine products that we use, which is weird because I'm very concerned with what I put in my body, what I put on my skin. So shouldn't we be concerned with what we're putting in our bodies? Um, you're, the FDA doesn't require brands to put what is in those products on the box. And Lola does that. They are made with 100% organic cotton. So if you've been thinking of trying the Lola subscription box right now, they have a trial set. So you can pick out what you want um, and get it beforehand before you commit to a subscription. The trial set is $5. Today, you get 30% off of that by visiting mylola.com and enter the code UPSIDE. So again, that is 30% off of your $5 trial set by visiting mylola.com, enter the code UPSIDE. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Susan from Carrollton. Um, I, too, always hide gifts and find them months later. As a matter of fact, it's well known by my kids that sometime during the summer, they're liable to get a gift that was actually meant for Christmas. It's just something that I tend to do. I hide things too well and then can't remember where I put them. Love the show. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Good morning, Jeff and Callie. This is Elaine. I'm calling from Spring Hill, Tennessee. I'm listening to the podcast. I really, really want your mashed potato recipe. So if you could post it on Instagram or put it on the Facebook page, that would be awesome. I don't know what you're doing to those potatoes, but you said cream cheese and you said Parmesan cheese, and I'm all in. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Hey guys, not sure if I'm listening to the right day, but just speaking on Callie's post-Christmas depression or whatever, I feel that way too. It's like a, a high and then a, and then it like is a low and it feels really deflating. It's really bad, but that's, I've actually grown to not like Christmas because I don't like the, the high and then the low because it is a real legit feeling. Bye! Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Emily. I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for the wonderful gift ideas this year for my husband. He's very difficult to buy for, um, but I got him a real nice piece of away luggage because he travels a lot. I got him a skylight frame that he loves, and I got him tickets to go see uh, your comedy show, Jeff, and I get to be a part of that as well. And I also bought myself some Bombas socks. So I just wanted to thank you guys for the ideas. Love your show. Happy New Year. And I hope 2020 is all that you hope it will be. Tweet other people how you want to be tweeted. Don't be bossy. And always be respectful to your parents, too. Love you. Bye.